You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. Well, we have been through some things in the past. Mm-hmm. Tell me your name. Sebastian. Sebastian. And how old are you? Nine. Thank you so much for your time, Sebastian. So this weekend was awesome for so many reasons. So I did my first, yes, my first remote podcast episode at the, I don't even remember because we saw it twice. We saw Black Panther Thursday night in 3D at an IMAX theater and then we saw it Friday with a wonderful group. It was epic because it was Black Panther and also because Fear of the Free Child did its first remote podcast. <laughs> and I couldn't have thought of a better place and time and set up people to do it around. And I have to give thanks to Jaquita and Eric Thomas, the founders of Pharaoh's Conclave, also known as PCX or PCX Atlanta, for inviting me to come out. It was really good to be with them. Met them through Michaela Streeter, who you remember from the podcast, I hope. Eric is one of the facilitators over at the Life School, and he invited me to podcast from this premiere as his and Jaquita's company, Pharaoh's Conclave, was hosting this VIP'd out (laughs) and so much fun premiere party. And oh my gosh, y'all should have seen how folks were dressed. I loved that it was intergenerational. The youngest person that I interviewed was nine, but there were people there as young as three or four. And then um, we had some elders in the building as well. And everybody was like, Wakanda out Africa was say. It was awesome. <laughs> so check out Pharaoh's Conclave if you're in and around Atlanta. It's pharaohsconclave.com. They are PCX online and the link will also be on the show notes page, of course. We need to go play with them too. Like Chris and the girls are gamers. So we're going to connect. So many things were shared and expressed in that space. Man, I didn't even know. So I'm not going to try to talk to you for 30 minutes about everybody's perspectives. What I did was I just got some conversations between me and Chris and some folks who were talking about the relevance and significance of Black Panther now. So I'm going to give you that in a bit. I do want to say, though, I'm so hype right now. I need to calm down. I took the mic off the stand and everything. Okay. (laughs) I went into Black Panther with an agenda. I wanted to see how unschooling was showing up in that movie. And it took like 0.3 seconds for I saw all of that. And mainly it showed up really in Shuri, who was um, T'Challa's sister. And now I'm talking about the movie, not the actual comic book series, because I know there are some differences in terms of the storyline and um, some aspects of the relationship between Shuri and T'Challa and the throne and all of that that show up in the comic book. I ain't talking about it. I'm just talking about the movie. So <laughs> in the movie, Shuri runs the technology for Wakanda, this uber wealthy in terms of resources, technology, people, wellness, all of these things, this uber wealthy country in Africa. 
and she runs their technology. Now, she doesn't run it because it was handed down to her from somebody. She runs it. She creates and designs and puts these things together to deal with the most precious thing in the land, which is vibranium, how to temper it, how to transport it, how to have it be part of the fabric of the very country, literally. All of this shows up in Shuri, and all of it is supported by the people around her. The one person who questioned it and said, your entire technology is run by a girl. (laughs) He was basically shamed eventually because he lost the battle that he set out to win when he tried to take the throne. But Shuri was really the star of the show for me. Certainly, there were so many people that just shun in that space. Shuri was significant for me because you saw this small, unassuming, dark-skinned girl who was so confident in her abilities, it wasn't a matter of her struggling with her brilliance or whatever. Nah, she knew she was amazing. And she walked in that. Kind of like Wakanda walked in that. That was the other aspect of unschooling that I saw. When I think about Wakanda, this fictional country, I think about the real continent of Africa. If Africa was left to, or is left to, develop and continue to grow into itself without colonization, it would be Wakanda. It would be what Shuri is. Or certainly it could be. Certainly it has the capacity to be. And similarly with young people, if they are in supportive environments instead of being colonized in the sense of people laying claim, adults laying claim to who and how they are and what is best for them and how they are a resource and all of these things. That's when you get to see that level of brilliance and advancement and all of that that would show up in a Wakanda or a Shuri. That's what I saw in the movie, in in seeing it back to back Thursday and Friday and really feeling through it. And you'll hear some of the conversations from folks, whether it's the, you know, the general consensus that, oh, it's good to see ourselves, which is so important, down to the more nuanced things about women, for example, the role of women there, this idea that it wasn't women versus men at any time and that women weren't given power by men. Their power that they naturally had just wasn't interrupted. And together, women and men built something that thrive. These sort of things are showing up in it, and people are talking about that in it too, so you'll get to hear that. But when you see it, whether it's for the first time or go see it again or have conversations around it, I really want you to think about those two unschooling components. When we allow for things to develop on their own, and when we are not colonized or using the the mindset of the colonizer, what things can happen and grow and flourish in that space. I feel like, um, as you'll hear this dude named Ken say in a bit, it wasn't even a matter of T'Challa was clearly right and Killmonger was clearly wrong. Not to me, because if any of us are in bondage, then none of us are truly free. But Wakanda was kind of hiding from the fight because it's like, well, we're going to protect ourselves. And, and that's a problem. But then on the other hand, Killmonger was clearly coming from a space of hurt. His thing wasn't about just freeing black people. It was about oppressing white people, you know, basically using the same tools of the oppressor on the other side. That's a problem as well. But is it as simple as, yeah, so just let's figure out how to work together? I don't know. And these are the things that we talk about 
why Black Panther is relevant to us, why we have these conversations, because it's a similar thing, very much so in parenting, where we are recognizing that we needed to step up. We were recognizing how we were taking on tools of the oppressor, these colonization mindsets when it comes to dealing with our children. And we're developing something new, but it isn't about just like, all right, whatever, you do what you want to do and I do what I want to do. No, there is a hierarchy at some points. There is a need for leadership and following. And sometimes the leader is the adult and sometimes the leader is the child. It's not as simple as Killmonger or T'Challa. It's not as simple as my child gets to do whatever they want or I'm being oppressive. It's not as simple as that. It's nuanced like the movie, like life. (laughs) And I really encourage you to consider those things as you watch the brilliance that was showing up through all of the actors and the director and all of that. So now let's take a listen as several folks in Atlanta tell us why they were at the Black Panther premiere this weekend. And then I'll close it out with a little clip from Eric. So who's not shy about telling me why this movie is relevant? She's not shy. (laughs) I am a retired educator, and it's very important to me because our young black boys and girls need to see superheroes of color. I mean, we have Batman, we have Spider-Man, but where is the Black Panther? And not only that, the cast is majority black. Yes. The director is black. Yes. And this gives our young people an incentive to strive for excellence. I like seeing us instead of seeing us as thieves and, you know, robbers and murderers. Like, I love, I like the Fast and Fury franchise, but you only see us in the group when we're doing crimes. And that's what, and what do you say, like, the outside education? Because, like, everything now is being watered down to the point where people are forgetting their history. And it's and one thing I do love seeing like people in their African garbs coming out to come out and just represent. It's more than just a movie. It's it's an announcement to the world that we're more than just what the, the stereotype that loves to be passed around. It's it's been said that the other country other countries view Americans, especially African Americans, in the United States based on media. And unfortunately, the media that's out there is negative. So it's just amazing to see something just so positive that shows black people of every color around the world that we can do more than what we're not monolithic we have more than one frame of reference to represent us and that's a beautiful thing it's definitely definitely important for children of color to actually know who they are and to know the truth and as you said in the educational system we are not taught the truth um actually even from a geographical system we're not taught the truth so a lot of information has been left out and a lot of information has been distorted. A lot of information is just not true. So when it comes to actually knowing who you are, a lot of stuff needs to be taught at home. But not only that, but just within multimedia, it's, a, it's definitely a mental attack on us and on the children. So when you add the element of not knowing who you are and being miseducated, you're lost from a sense of where did I come from? But then now you're placed in a system to where you're actually told that what you look like is not worthy of love and beauty and should be a standard of that. So just from now I'm lost, don't know where I came from, I'm locked out of my own history, and where I'm at, I'm told that I'm not worthy because of what I look like. 
So it leaves us not just children, but just uh, adults in a, in a sense of self-hate and to where we hate each other and to where there's no unity. So within that, we feel like the only way to get ahead is to play by someone else's system to where now we're begging for opportunities instead of creating our own because we feel like that's the only way that we're able to survive and get to a higher level is to prove someone else what our worth is instead of actually knowing how powerful and worthy we are ourselves because we are the creators. This movie is an example of what power is and the type of power that we actually have within us and just seeing what power is from a leadership on down everyone look like us and everyone of a darker hue I love that. Yes. That's that's monumental for me. Yes. I support that. Um, and I really would say in terms of just to add on what I'm here for is to really see, you know, not just people of color, but just see people working together, you know what I'm saying, in diversity and being able to, you know, say that we can work together. Because yes. that's a big, the big thing is oh, in terms yeah. of, you know, let's, let's work together let's, from people of color in a lot of cases. And then when we come together, it's like it's not working or we have these issues or challenges or whatsoever. But being able to endure and overcome, being able to forgive, being able to, you know what I'm saying, to, to trust, being able to, you know, really look at what I always look at is like seven lessons, being able to confess, be truthful, honest and sincere, you know, from that perspective, you know, and being able to be healed with each other. But at the same point in time, being able to all of that collectively makes makes up being able to work together. And really, really understanding, you know what I'm saying, each other. Because when we look at, like, Black Wall Street, you know, we actually had black businesses from an entrepreneurial realm. And it wasn't just about money because wealth is not about dollars. It's a mentality. It was more so us being able to barter and trade and work together from that point. Even if it's a point to where if my daughter is sick, hey... Akila, you know, I don't have money, but you're a doctor. But you know what? The dollar already circulates. And, you know, so I'll go ahead and take care of you from that perspective and we're able to build. So that's one of the things I look at with this movie. It's all black cast. It's majority black crew, you know, as well, too. And it's coming from a giant like Marvel. And when you look at Marvel, of course, churning out characters throughout the years, the only other black character was Blade. You know what I'm saying? But outside of Blade, you know, you really didn't have a, a lot of faces. But the key thing here is with it being, you said early on, from an economical perspective, technology-wise, as well as educational-wise, as well as empowerment, as my queen was saying, we're able to see that in this movie. And even when I was looking at the history of Black Panther, it was just dynamic because it really deals with culture and family. And that right there in terms of like really understanding and being able to communicate the things I said beforehand, it deals with that in terms of within the black family. But what I want to see in the film is how it deals with us being rooted and being able to now deal with other cultures, not to subdue, but more so say we can work together. That's what I, I, I want to see in the movie. But that's why we support it from that point, because it's black owned and black powered. It shows us in a high position, but not to a point where we're just dominant and we're looking down. The show notes page for this episode is AkilaSRichards.com forward slash six six. It's episode 66. Listen, share, enjoy. I am here um, for several reasons, but first reason is in support of Eric, the two of them and their efforts to um, make this available 
to us of the uh, senior years, yes. first of all, <laughs> this. But I'm also in support of the costume designer, yes. who is a Hamptonian, and I went to Hampton. Ah. So I am really nice. see that, and of course, always support of what is happening, what our people are being exposed to. So that's my reason for being here. And I have a daughter who... Uh, who's now in the country of Namibia, loves Africa, mm. and I'm going to be going before oh, this year is good. over. Because it's the first main story hero where he's totally the good guy. He's not a demon. He's not a vampire. He's a king that's trying to rule his country and fight for justice. And that's a positive role model for our kids to see without any additives or preservatives, you know. And And so... I think the obvious, too, is just to be able to see uh, positive images of color on the big screen so that our people have things to aspire to, especially our children. So as m- the more they see it, the better. The movie Black Panther is very important to me because it's the first Marvel movie, let alone superhero movie, to feature a black person as like a lead role and as a superhero. Um, I'm a part of the AMI, African American Male Initiative. And um, this uh, movie to me is important because it's like one of the first black superheroes. I mean, we had many movies before, but this one is extremely good, well put together. And it's one that's actually popular about the first original black superhero. Not not uh, anything that came after, but the first one, yeah. I'm a mentor with the with these young men program called AAMI. This movie is all about representation at the end of the day. Um, we can say that Blade is the first, you know, or one of the first, but we got to keep it going. It doesn't just stop there. So we got to set the precedent. So not just in front of the camera, but also behind the camera, people working on the uh, sets, um, you know, everything from in front of the screen to behind the screen. So this is what this movie represents for me. I have also heard it that the females in this picture are awesome, smart, intelligent, the technology. So it's, it's important because we as a group of people, as a race, we have so much to offer, but society, the way it is today, a lot has been left out. We deserve the best for ourselves. It's very complex. It is a standout for most of the other Marvel movies. Yeah. You actually felt for the bad guy in this instance, especially being an African-American who lives in the U.S. and some of the things that we have read and experienced. So I thought it was an amazing. And to just the level of depth of the beauty of Wakanda, just the way the way the art was celebrated, the people, how culturally diverse we are. Listen. <laughs> even, even with the weapons and how even it was endowed into their garments and how it's tuned with animals. We are like, this movie was incredibly black well made. Black. Exactly. Yes. This, is, this, this is what it shows when, one, you have passion. Yes. Two, when you have diverse writers. Three, when you have a studio that gives them carte blanche to represent their, act, represent their culture the way they want to. Yes. So I thought this was an amazing movie. I will, I'm definitely going to go see it again, maybe three times. Yes. And I cannot wait for them to do another one. Like, this, it spoke volumes and the message behind it. While we were sitting down and watching it, after and after, and me and my friends actually started having a debate about who was actually right. See, so did we yesterday. We watched it last night. We are like, okay, but yeah, I know what you're saying with T'Challa and, you know, the nephew, um, what's his name? Killmonger. Killmonger. But it's like, yeah, sure, he, he was hurt, he was broken, but... 
Uh, was he wrong? Who's really the bad guy in the situation? Exactly, exactly. Is it Wakanda who's the villain and Killmonger's the hero? And then, mind you, change wouldn't have been would have been, would have not been provoked if it wasn't for him. Chris, you see how he's talking about the same thing we said last night about like who's the villain? Who's my husband, Chris? Yeah, he was like dropping knowledge. You couldn't tell who the villain was or the or the, or the hero was because in my eyes, towards the end, I saw Wakanda as the villain. Yeah, because. You were like, okay, you have all these resources. You are aware of the trials and tribulation that your people were going through. But to keep yourself safe and segmented off from the world so that you can keep all this to yourself and pretty much hoard this technology just so you can keep the power out of the bad guy's hand. You let the bad guys run wild with your people. And one of the most revealing lines came from Killmonger. Uh, it was like a bar drop. He was like, even my ancestors on the ship... Realize to jump knew off to jump it, off because it would have been better than being in bondage, and yeah. I was like, "That is a, that is a powerful yeah. message." Yeah, I think it was I, for me. I, I definitely see the conversation that was going on between the two sides. This is one of those moments where I, I would have liked the Disney ending. I would have liked to see him bring him into the fold, and they, they kind of figure something out. But I know that's not how it works. I love the realness of it, especially yeah, especially when it came to communing. And, oh, I don't know. If a lot of people caught this. So when he when the Black Panther went to go talk to his, his uh, father, yeah. and he saw his how he was in tune with his his ancestral history. And his people, but then we saw Killmonger's father, how he was yes. cut off. Of that, this, that was a metaphor of how lost we are here. Yeah, and yeah. it was like we're so. It was also the tie-in of the the. It was still the same sky. It was exactly. still the same outside, inside. Like inside the the building was a different experience. Exactly. So they were in the same universe, just a different experience. And if you notice that when T'Challa went back, his sky was completely different yes. too. Yes. But then he was like, he was like, look, I've obtained this power, but he's like, son, you're cut off from your people. You don't know where you come from. Yeah. So to them, you are a lost one. Yep. Yeah. And then the yeah. fact that he said, maybe it's the country, maybe it's where you're from that's lost. Yeah. Exactly. That to me thought about, I thought about yeah. America as, you know, as a black person, as black people who are born here, even in Jamaica where we're from, it's so Americanized mm-hmm. in so many ways. It's like, oh, maybe your country is what's lost and maybe we need to bring that back in. I thought that was like, whoa. Yeah. But there's, yeah. there's so many points. Like that's like, that's like, I have to see it again. Yeah. Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I missed a couple of things yeah. in, in between all of the awesome. <laughs> but it, it like it, especially if you look at the social structure of it too and how women were there in a more stronger role yeah. and capacity they were the one protected with the king yeah. protecting the king because they were seen as the only ones to be able to do so supportive yeah. of each other exactly. as well how they listen to each other as opposed to this oh I'm gonna try to get him and da 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 that was like, major like women yeah. were on like when you think security of course in the, in the uh, in American sense you think of muscular think men mm-hmm. but if you saw the way, how the way these women especially in a heart of combat and watching one of their own fall and how her love you know he was like come on boo you you gonna blah blah she said in a second in a second they moved together that's the thing that I appreciate like when they when they fought they fought as a unit and it it was even Killmong that 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 dealt with Black Panther when it was one on one and no power he almost lost chain yes yes which showed you how powerful they really are he was like hey you might be your suit doesn't grant you an instant win if you looked when you saw his grandparents and the rest of his line I know many people noticed that there were a couple of women in there too. Yes, yes. you know I look yeah. for that immediately. Yeah, yeah. I look to I saw, see. Yeah, so you saw that women were leading the line. Yeah. That's why when his sister raised his hand, he got kind of scared because he was like, "She can legitimately she? challenge me for the throne." Yeah, they actually had to consider and be like, "Wait, what? What exactly is what going is she on?" Doing and, right and it's now. not just exactly. the fact that she was a woman, but also even her age. You know, when when um the Gorilla King was like, "Oh, you know, it's." It's a girl. You're having your whole technology run by a girl. I thought that was also a very profound statement to say young people, women, all these different groups that we dismiss 
Look, look what this one girl was such a major part of. This also speaks to how different the cultures were too. They like that culture very power, value power over everything. Yeah. It was more, it was less tech, more physical yep. ability. And if you saw that, that means that if even, their women were strong too, because even they were in the fight too. Yeah. Yep. But it was like only the strongest survived. She is a little girl. There's no way she could contend with this power. It's so many little short. Little nuance, <laughs> yeah. Like even, even, even the families, even how the way that the families went. So, I like the fact that they had a family that was like, "Nah, I ain't with it. I'm gonna go somewhere else." And they they went off, and they still came when it was time to you know commune. But for the most part, they just kept Jabari, themselves separate. The yeah, yeah, like they the just Maroon, kept themselves just separate. Like, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But then it's like you guys have a bit. A black family hasn't been into this kingdom in centuries. Yeah. Yes, he ha- Yes, exactly. He held them accountable on every front each time, and he was fair. One of the outstanding <laughs> breakout moments was so the uh, I, I forgot his name. The white guy there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one, the fact how they were like, they will kill you because they see you as a colonizer, as an invader. They see you for what you are, and they will not let that go, which means that they're aware of their history, which is one reason they were like, we don't want to give technology to these people because they don't deserve it. But then if you also went to the uh, pride where the other guy was, the other kingdom, where the eight kingdom was, he saw them as a pet. Yes. He He said, I I was like, I refuse to speak to you like you're human. I want to bark at you so you know your place and hide. Yeah. Yeah. And then Depth. in order to escape, what did he have to do? He, he even had to dress up as a, in female garbs in order to escape. Yep. And, I, and those are the things that we were like, and yo, they, they actually let that come through? That's interesting. Yeah, that they're... when he went, he, he had in the female garb, but he had to cover his face. Yes, he and he had to follow the up, rules yeah. of the black woman and the black man because yeah. when, you know, when he turned uh, to look away, turned. when... I think was um, a rare moment of humility. Exactly. It was mm. a rare... Mu- that, that, those are, this is the thing. Like, mm. t- typically with whiteness, something like that is the other way around. Like, you look at that and you're like... That's what y'all doing. I'm in your space, but that's what y'all doing, and I'm going to do what I'm doing. Uh-huh. That's the main thing about this thing. It's like a, a whole movie devoid of whiteness. Exactly. And that, oh, and one thing. Oh, God, I can talk. About. <laughs> I know. The that's level, why I was with you. The level of, because if you notice in the beginning, the contrast, when he was outside of Wakanda, the level of privilege he thought he had. Yeah. Yes. He was like, yeah. I can say and do whatever everything because I'm back by the United States, buddy. Mm-hmm. And the old girl was like, you don't know anything and when they got back he was a step back he was like because when he tried to speak ahead of everyone he was like you have no authority here that's right yeah and every and if you notice even with his position he slowly because at first when he was walking with the women when he first got to wakanda he tried to walk out front Mm -hmm. and if you notice as the movie went he slowly started going towards the back even till when they started to move he was automatically behind them so you saw that diminishing of privilege within the movie We know a lot of different stories are now coming to the forefront. This is not the first time that African-Americans have been a part of technology. We were here at the beginning. We will be here all the way through. And we have more things in common than different. So thank you again for your support. You'll be hearing a lot from us. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, because you're going to hear a lot going on. So we want to just, again, bring people together to this conclave of just making this a better world for us. Thank you again. Love you guys. Don't forget to grab your passes on the way out. 
Spare of the Free Child is a weekly podcast that centers diverse narratives, insightful commentary, learning with our children and de-schooling ourselves, owning our multiple identities and treating children with dignity, creating community and sharing conversation from often silenced spaces, breathing life into liberation practices proactively and on purpose. It's about parenting. It's about self-directed education, loving. It's about learning. Thanks for listening to Fair the Free Child podcast. Like the show? Then show your love or give your feedback at akilasrichards.com.